Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys rewatch Sex and the City with you. And just like that, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And today, our guest is a cookbook author and host of Home Movies with Allison Roman, streaming on any internet available device you have right now. Uh, she's also a fan of Sex of the City. Please welcome Allison Roman. Allison, thank you for yes. being on the podcast. Oh, my God. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you. We, uh, we, one of the reasons, other than all of us being a fan of your work, uh, one of the reasons we want to have you on is because you recently did a recipe where you compared one of the characters of Sex and the City to uh, short ribs, I believe. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, we were filming on a on, on like a uh, a streak of me because me like you have also just started rewatching Sex and the City. Except I, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't even call it a rewatch. I would call it a first time situation. Really? Yeah. I had I had seen sort of like the later seasons uh-huh. as a young as a young lady, but I never yeah. saw the early seasons. So I, wow, I wow. said I owed it to myself to go back and watch. And so it came up in conversation and someone asked me what Sex and the City character these short ribs would be. And I said, it's got to be Aiden. What was the reason yeah, for the short the ribs being Aiden? Because they're like hearty and reliable and, you know, kind of not basic is the wrong word, but like de- just dependable and classic um, and mm. handsome. Like well-made furniture. Yeah, exactly. Like a shaker chair, <laughs> you know, where you're like, wow, yeah. this like made in Ohio in the 50s, um, <laughs> which I think John Corbett may have been. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's um, totally yeah, true. I mean, I yeah. Thought, but that said, I also like if you're only at season two, you only have so many characters to choose from. It's not like season eight where you've got eight seasons worth of boyfriends to pick. Yeah, yeah. From, so. Right. Right. So, are, there, are there any other obvious food analogies to characters that we've may, we may have missed in, the, in our first watching? Uh, well, she's working on a video of matzo ball soup for Shmuel. <laughs> <laughs> That's too obvious. Um, That's too, you you have to I mean, go I deeper. Am. You have to go deeper. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you have to like, like yeah. I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't say like who Miranda was as a food. That would be too complex. I think, I think that that would be, I would need to like write a full paper on that. Okay. I just started spouting off guesses. Um, what, uh, what was your experience with the rewatch like? Like what in comparison to like other TV that's out there now? Cause I guess now with streaming, not everybody has to be watching the new shows like, you know, and so you can just dip back into any old show. What was it like? I mean, what what show were you watching like before you watched Sex and the City, and how did it compare? Was it nostalgic, or was it like this holds up, or like this isn't that great? What What do you think? I haven't rewatched any old shows because I typically like. There's not a show. I, although I did watch The Sopranos about seven years after everybody else, so mm. I do mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. sort of. I am sort of always behind. Or like I just started watching Billions. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, have you guys heard of that show? Oh, okay. It's oh, pretty wow. good. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a new <laughs> show. I mean, it's not Sex and the City old, but I think that Sex and the City, like the the age that I was as it was coming, as it was relevant, I was either too young or I I don't know, like I wasn't that into watching TV, I guess. But now I'm like, oh, that's exactly where I am. I am where they mm. are now. So it felt relevant to watch. 
But I was yeah. watching yeah. some, We're, I don't know, like the, the typical HBO fair. Um, and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Watching it, uh, I started watching it when I was 32. I feel like we're all like the ages of the characters and it's yeah. like, yeah. it's yeah, weird this basically. rewatch restarting it and f- just being th- four years older. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, well, I mean, I'm I was like, like, I'm like a single referencing lady my living exact in age in these episodes now. Yeah, exactly. I, I live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But, you, know, you get the pick, you get the idea, big apple. But, um, I was like, okay, yeah. like that's where I'm yeah. at and that's where they're at. I was feeling a connection and I have a, a really close friend of mine who has seen every episode probably more than twice. And she's always referencing it in my own life where I'll be telling her a story. And she's like, well, that's just like insert plot line here. And they're totally lost on me. So I was like, it's about time that I, that I learned and see for myself what, what this is all about. <laughs> yeah. You're just watching it. So you can like actually converse with your friend and be like, I get it. Yeah. I only want to participate in the most cutting edge and relevant uh, cultural conversations. <laughs> so I'm watching sex in the city. Yeah. What's the, <laughs> yeah. the the classic question? Uh, what's who who are you? And it can be a comparison. It can mm-hmm. be half half Samantha, half Charlotte, or anything like that. But or do you especially relate to one of the characters? Yeah, I unfortunately relate to Carrie, which is I feel like what a lot of women mm-hmm. say. Like a lot of women think they're a Carrie, but they're a someone else. But I mm-hmm. I truly am. And I think that in mm. different parts of my life, depending on like the time of year and where I'm at, I, I feel like I've got a 75% carry and like a 25% any of the other three women. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I said to someone that I was a carry with a, with a Miranda rising mm-hmm. and they were like, no, you're definitely more uh, Samantha. And I would never say that about myself except for like, maybe for like a few select months a year. <laughs> when the gets nice or you know, like, during, except during Samantha season, yeah, yeah. There's like a Samantha season, but it's yeah. I wouldn't say is a part of my personality. That's mm. it. Well, which one of the um, uh, four major women do you think is the best cook? Uh, we know, we don't see m- them cooking much in the show, but I was I was curious if there's any personality traits in any of them that stick out that are indicators of skill in the kitchen. I would say hands down Charlotte because she's mm. sort of the nurturer. Huh. She's the caretaker. She's a homemaker. She wants to impress men. She wants to sort of come across as like a good wife or good wife mm. material. So mm-hmm. I think she in her thirst for that and to be sort of considered like a good option to take as a bride that she mm-hmm. would think of, of home economics as like an appealing character trait. So I could see her being like, I took a, I took a three week cooking yeah, class yeah. and now I know how to make lobster thermidor. And that, that's actually really, you, you reminded me when she first marries Harry, she actually does learn how to do like classic Jewish cooking and prepares yes. for him like a big meal that he's, and I have seen you know, that he's distracted watching sports or something like that. But that you're, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. And she's, he's watching yeah. baseball and she's like, turn off the TV. I made you Shabbat dinner. She put the thing on her head. Yeah. yeah. And all that. yeah, yeah. Disrespectful, honestly, Harry. People are always like, <laughs> Harry's the best one. I'm like, does, yeah, he has his moments. <laughs> oh, our first hot take, our first hot Harry take. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Harry. Ever he experienced... is great. No, he is great. I mean, we're all That's... fallible. We're all imperfect. Yeah. And Charlotte, Charlotte honestly seems like a nightmare, to be honest. So mm. I get it. He's oh wow, that. That's that. That's a uh, that is. I don't know if that's our first hot Charlotte take, but there's a little bit of one there. Really? Why is Char- Why would Charlotte be? Why would she seem like a nightmare? I mean, like I don't know. We've. Uh, I feel like we've we've dug at all the women. Yeah, I mean, that's, they're all imperfect characters. And I think that, that yeah. part of the fun is is them sort of exacerbating their own flaws for our enjoyment. And she's, to me, is like a, is like annoying as hell, right? Like, she's like, mm. like everything is so perfect all the time. Like, every, like, the way that in the episode that we're going to talk about, like, her inability to talk, like, be comfortable with sex and, like, her judge, mm-hmm. she's so judgmental mm-hmm. about so many yeah. things. And it's like she decides to do all these things and if they're not done perfectly every way it's like she can't have a good time and that to me is mm-hmm. like a nightmare yeah totally i feel like she's the um once she's in once she works through all her stuff like because now we've seen the whole series once and she would be i think the best once she's at her like peak healthiest because she's so much more obnoxious earlier in the series and also like not a totally consistent character. 
mm-hmm. then I feel like I feel like once uh, I feel like if if I was dating Charlotte, if I could hang through those first few years, you know, I feel like maybe she'd be the best catch like seven years into a marriage. For that's sure, she's that's, what that's, always, that's definitely. A, yeah, you always want to wait. We'd have to dump her. We'd have to. Happy, we'd have like four sure. breakups. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a great indicator of a healthy relationship. If I could just <laughs> hang on for the first four hey. years, I think yeah. it'll be worth it. Year seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. And I'm not that far. If, so like, I'm experiencing experiencing her right now for sort of the first time, even though like I have vague memories of what she's like later on. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. weird because it's like you watch them all evolve through eight years as like actual people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our big thing with Charlotte is like we felt like she eventually gets what she wants and then it all falls apart. And then she goes mm-hmm. through a big character arc of like wanting this perfect mm-hmm. life and then it does, doesn't work out at all. And that's how she meets Harry, you know. And then by the time she's met Harry, she's like already been through a failed marriage, already done been, dated so many different people. And so she mm-hmm. really grows a lot. But I do feel like right now you're getting like peak, peak Charlotte of oh, yeah. like has been to cotillion and is like wants this like yeah. perfect new york city life and everything yeah but i do appreciate what, her what's your, what's your her, oh no go ahead no no you go ahead go ahead oh i there's like delay i i just i appreciate her optimism yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah, yeah 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 i was gonna say what what are your thoughts on on them bringing the show back what are you like uh excited nervous all the all the different things and like is there anything i don't know just any thoughts on the on the up and coming show you know i am nervous and i don't think that anything good can come of it and i don't think that it's gonna go well and of course i'll watch it mm-hmm. and of course i'm excited for it in theory but like <laughs> i was talking about this with a friend the other day like i think that when you're watching it especially those early episodes and like there's a lot of shit in there that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that like wouldn't fly today, you know? And like, how is that going to yeah, age? Yeah, and yeah, totally. I'm concerned that perhaps unless the, I mean, I actually, I know some people in the writer's room and they're very funny and very edgy and very honest, but I'm just like, I would hate mm. to see the show lose its edge. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a concern of mine to like be a bit safer. Um, mm-hmm which I don't think would, would be as good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's what I think. I think like it's, it's just, uh, as, as much as I've seen the show now and we've like talked about it and do this podcast, I still feel like slightly an outsider because we started it like not knowing about it and kind of discovered it through this. And I don't know, to me, it seems like a high, a high wire act that I'm like, I just absolutely wonder how they're going to do this. Like there's yeah. so much anticipation and I, I, if it doesn't go well, I don't, I wouldn't be heartbroken because I'm not as personally invested. Um, but I, but the stakes are so high. I'm like, I also, they know that too. Mm-hmm. They know that it's this difficult. So I don't know. It's just like, it's interesting to imagine in Hollywood, like, or in media, you just like, there's not that many high risk things as this. I can't think of the last, another thing that is this high expectation and this like wow how the fuck are they going to pull this off has hbo done something like this before i mean i know netflix like brought back arrested development and there's going to be a friends reunion has hbo done done this and if so do they have a track record of screwing it up because i I think there's also a world in which this is like excellent like there's they're bringing in the right people they're they're they got the idea and it could like really play off but i'm just curious do you guys know of anything like that I don't know. I mean, Arrested Development, A, didn't necessarily, I think, pull it off as far as quality, like, or at reception, but, and there wasn't, like, the big break, and then the Friends, all, like, the Friends or Parks and Rec things, those are all going to be, like, one-hour specials. Yeah. Like, I think the best, the best example of this is, like, Seinfeld doing a whole season of Curb. Mm-hmm. And so that was a whole season of Curb, and then they were able to comment on their characters, and that was essentially the smartest way to do a Seinfeld reunion. So, mm-hmm. um, Wait, but they that, did that, yeah, the whole season five of Curb is. I didn't them, know that. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, that's and it's, amazing. It's them doing a Seinfeld reunion, and then George, uh, all the whole cast is back, and they comment on like Kramer. Kramer's like when he said the N word on stage, they have mm-hmm. that as a storyline. They have 
like George um George Costanza being like trying to get into like kind of be a pretentious actor. Oh, it's like character by character though. It's like not the crew of them. It's no, it's all four of them over the whole season of Curb doing a Seinfeld reunion and that's mm. the whole story arc. As themselves. So they don't mm. re- and then and so they use it but it's so it's not the same version but there's some distance so that you're able to experience like the meta reality and that's mm. where I feel like Maybe there's an advantage, the fact that Samantha's not here, that they can just make it somewhat of a new twist on a yeah. show rather than just do Sex in the City minus a character. So I think there's kind of a connection there. I don't know. Yeah. What was that show that Sarah Jessica Parker was in? Um, the Divorce? last one she did. Yeah, I Divorce? loved that show. And Divorce? I thought she was so good yeah. in it. And I feel like if there's like a continuation of that energy, like it has to be really self-aware, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have, have to be like in a remarkably different place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the nice thing about divorce is that she is like the executive producer of it and she's mm-hmm. very high up in the reboot. So I feel like her level of control between that show and this show, like she, yeah. she is so smart in making shows that hopefully yeah, that will translate to this too. Because she also she, loves to cook. Yeah. We talked to her about that and she was yeah. telling us about how she told us, uh, she told us which kind of beans she was really into. What um, kind of beans which, is she into? I was going to say, I've watched, uh, we know that you're a big bean fan too. I uh, Matthew Broderick was so huge soaking, bean soaking some beans last yeah. time we talked to you her. You know, tell Matthew you don't have to soak. Did no one tell oh. him? Not necessary, we, Matthew. We need to really? call her back. Yeah. Dude, that's going to get her on the line. <laughs> it's going to be so great. If, if we interview her again, we're going to say that. And she's going to be like, what are you talking about? We're like, last time you said the Matthew soaked <laughs> beans. She's um, like, remember? <laughs> that was like three years ago. <laughs> it was like right during the middle of COVID. And everyone was worried about food. Remember? <laughs> She's like, "Who are you? Where am I? Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Wait, who are you guys? Why did you call me back to ask? Why about are you beans? in my house? <laughs> this is great because I always soak my beans, but we don't, I don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to soak your beans. <laughs> oh my if, if we take one thing away from this podcast, it's that you don't have to soak your beans. Oh, that's fantastic! Like, not at all. Yeah. No bean. Not at all. No, you just go. Just put them in some water and how crank, did the, crank how that. Did the, how did that start, know. that rumor? I don't know, because any place that I've ever been in, like, in any country, like, at any level of cook and restaurant that I've ever seen or, like, home cook, and you know, whatever, it's like, nobody I know soaks them. That's so it's interesting. It's like a thing that we do over here to, like, complicate and mystify the process, I think. <laughs> mm. Interesting. I don't think that if you soak your beans, you're ever going to have a bad time. Like I always say, like, if you really want to soak them, soak them. Nothing bad will happen. I'm just saying you don't have to. Okay. Anyway. Then it's like, why would you do it? Why would you do it, Matthew? Why would you do it? One of the first times we've had breaking news on a podcast. I know. He like read a blog. He like read a blog post or or a recipe from someone he respects because there are a lot of respectable people out there that will say to soak your beans. I'm just not one of them. So there's like, that in there. There's that entire 76 page Julia Child essay on soaking beans that he probably read. That's it, right. Uh, it's like painted plastered it, to the refrigerator. And here I am being yeah. like, don't worry about it. Don't even soak. And then it's like, <laughs> I know I'm speaking against her wishes. Hey, don't do it. All don't right. Do it. Listen, Julia child didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> no, she's a queen. Uh, let's go watch the freak show because we yeah. can talk about soaking beans. That's I know, on listen, our other, this is the bean podcast. That's on our We're other the bean, bean boys. Yeah, yeah Bean Boys is after this. Um, so they let's did. go watch this freak show, and then we'll talk about it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, here's what the freak show's about. We'll see you in a second. Just, you just saved so much time for me. Thank you so much. I'm not You're so soak. welcome. Oh, it's, My it's whole so thing great. is like, people are like, it saves cooking time. And I'm like, well, it saves like maybe a half an hour. But uh-huh. you're soaking mm. your beans 24 hours in advance? You'd shut the plan so, so much further ahead if you're doing that, too. Uh-huh. Oh. I promise you. I've never soaked. It's amazing. Episode 15, The Freak Show. After dating a string of freaky guys, Carrie turns freakish herself and freaks out the very normal Ben when trying to discover his secret freakiness. Miranda dates Manhattan Guy, a guy who hasn't left Manhattan in 10 years, while Charlotte dates the renowned Mr. Pussy and tries to make a real relationship out of it. Samantha decides to get plastic surgery and freaks out during the consultation. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back, freaks. 
we the Man. first time we watched this episode, we found out that it's either the woman that wrote this episode or directed it was also like one of the main producers or director of uh, Greatest Carnival. Showman. No, Greatest Showman, oh, okay. the oh, Greatest Hugh Showman. Jackman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Which it makes sense that they was just like this is where she got her start, and then it was like <laughs> I can only do circus theme media from now on. Yeah, Listen, it was heavy on the circus energy. I could, yeah. I could do an hour ripping on Greatest Showman, and I won't do that because I know people that have worked on the movie personally, and uh, <laughs> apparently name a lot dropper. of people. Like, yeah, yeah total <laughs> yeah. name drop. <laughs> well, it's, and but if anyone's seen that movie, I saw it the first day it came out because every Christmas, me and my sister go see a musical and make fun of it. We did Cats last year, and yeah, we're going to rip on Greatest Showman. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing exactly what we said we weren't going to do. Kevin. Yeah, exactly. I know. No, going. we're about to. So he walks by literally a like a old school circus freak, like a, a deformed person when he's like mm-hmm. young. And mm-hmm. then he literally like gets a light bulb in his head. And then they fast forward to later when he starts the circus and no one's commented on that. But he literally like in a, in the movie just like looks and is like, oh, my gosh, I could make put these guys in a circus and like it's like the most messed up thing and that's like the beginning of the movie and i was like i was like looking around like and then they started singing so you forgot about it but um but yeah You're like is zendaya. anyone gonna call this out yeah yeah it was just like the cruelest Why would we care cre- about that person when zendaya is on the screen yeah exactly is she in that movie yeah yeah wow yeah um, I've never seen that movie. That's but who Kevin knows per- me personally. I've never seen it. Yeah, that's, that's Kevin. That's school with Zendaya. Like, yeah. yeah, Zendaya and I went to summer camp together. Totally. <laughs> that's, how Kevin, that's how Kevin is involved with that. Totally. Um, John, can you in give that a, project? Yeah. Um, John, can you give us like a breakdown of the four different characters, just like yeah. their storylines, to get our yeah. brains around what so, what we just saw? Yeah. The the con- the concept of this uh, episode where our men are all men freaks. Um, Gary's wrestling with that. Um, and uh, you have Charlotte who uh, meets and is introduced to a notorious uh, dater in New York City. I forgot his first name, but they refer to him as Mr. Pussy, um, yeah. a, a gentleman who r- thoroughly enjoys the cunnilingus and has a reputation for it. Um, you, have, um, sh- you have Samantha who meets a banker that likes to be tied up whips chains um, style after the first date, which was a little bit aggressive. Like um, on the first date, have, yeah. What's that? Is that on the first date, right? Yeah, on the first date. Totally. Uh, you have um, uh, Carrie who meets um, a gentleman in the park and does a, an undate. She's, she's worried about freaks, so she meets a writer in the park, and uh, she becomes the freak. Uh, because she wants to find something wrong with him by looking through all of his luggage, and then Miranda just kind of has like a, a bit, like a bit where she is uh, with Carrie on one of the double dates and meets a guy who's never left Manhattan in ten years and uh, pieces out of that. And uh, yeah, the 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 question is, are all men freaks? Uh, is everyone in New York a freak? Do we all have moments where we're freaks? And I love this episode. I thought there's a ton to talk about. Yeah, I guess first question, like y- Allison is probably more qualified to answer it than us. Are all men freaks? Mm-hmm. Definitely not. No, but I but I think it's all subjective, and I think that every person is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are we defining that word? I feel like that's like a very un twenty twenty one word. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. what if we're if we're saying like, is is there something? Is there a deal breaker in all of us? I think is like mm-hmm. a more contemporary way to say that because that's essentially um, what they come across, but it's also like a oddity in each person. Cause before Carrie meets the man in the park, there's like all those, there's like the sort of montage of all those mm. dates where like each yeah. man is horrible. And for yeah. a very specific reason, mm-hmm. cue yeah. the circus montage again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and yeah, I think that there is something wrong with all of us. Do you think this hmm. episode would have gone a different way if she went on a date with Chris Angel, who is actually the mind freak? <laughs> I wonder are if she would have appreciated his specialness. Yeah, are you ready? <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Be like, he wore eyeliner and he kept swallowing swords. It was so open-minded of him. Yeah, that would have not. She would have. They would have not made it to date one. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I totally forgot. Um, I forgot about everyone mentions Tweety Bird tattoo guy, and I just mm, forgot yeah. he was in this episode, and. 
I was always the, under the understanding from my memory from when we watched this a few years ago that she broke up with him because of the Tweety Bird tattoo. No, mm-hmm. no. And that's not mm-hmm. the case at all. Like, she didn't even really hold that against him. I guess he that was, was like... Best, he was the best boyfriend material also. Like, yeah. he is so hot. Mm-hmm. And she, But it's so funny. She's like, I met an editor at a small indie political magazine. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. me four years ago. Yeah. Every <laughs> I did it. And I, was, and I like... His like high waisted jeans and like you know fitted t shirts like I go to go play soccer and like his whole thing was very familiar. Uh, the tattoo hmm. is unforgivable. Unforgivable though. <laughs> I know that's that, that's that a actually rough make bachelor a party. That that is like, yeah. I can't think of a worse tattoo. To, I was I was talking with my wife about like what is the absolute worst tattoo and like a, a Looney Tunes Tweety Bird tattoo has to be right up there with like the biggest blunder you can make. Any Looney is, Tune character. I was gonna say. Is, yeah. What about like a what, what about like a full back a back piece of Taz on your entire back? <laughs> I feel well, like following the contours of your body. Yeah, ben yeah, yeah, the, the tornado. Yeah. Oh, I, I think Affleck does. Ha- Affleck might have a Taz tattoo for real. Yeah. <laughs> who who says sucker and succotash? Who always says that? Oh, that's, that's uh, uh, Sylvester. No, 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 Sylvester. No, Sylvester. Sylvester. He's a cat. Yeah, so yeah, Sylvester. Yosemite Joe is like the Yosemite Joe Yosemite is like the Sam. Off, yeah. I was gonna, it's Yosemite Sam. I was gonna say Yosemite Joe is like the off-brand cereal version of Yosemite Sam. Oh. <laughs> I just your, had, your mom's like, hey, I bought rice puffs, and you're like, the rice krispies, mom. Come on. I just had a really oh. dirty joke, but I feel bad. I feel, feel uncomfortable doing it because usually Why? we we don't have. A, <laughs> I just imagine Mitchell Saylor, Mr. Pussy, getting getting like a, <laughs> that Looney Tune that says Sucker and Suck Dash going down on a lady. Uh, yeah, that would be on brand for him. That's Although good. I don't think that you that guy has any tattoos. Just, no. Oh, man. That, that guy. Just, I'm um, loving that joke. <laughs> <laughs> really I have this it. feeling... I had this feeling, and I, don't, I didn't have it before, when we first watched this uh, because maybe it was a different time, but like... As I watched this again, I was like, doesn't Mr. Pussy kind of look like Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> yes. Or, he or looks the like guy Pete from Buttigieg. Saturday Night Live. Who's the, who's the guy on Saturday oh, Night Mikey Live right Day. Mikey Day. Yes. He, he looks like Mikey look Day. Mikey. I need to look up Mikey yes. Day. He totally looks like Mikey Day so yes. much. I couldn't unsee yes. it. I was like, this is freaking me out. I, oh, my I gosh. hated that character. I hated his face. I hated the way he ate that oyster. I hated the way uh, he yes. ate the fruit in that later scene. I hated his whole shit. I hated it, everything about him. It's yeah, so I, funny I, because like you're such a perfect person to like talk to about because like he is so food centric. And I also feel like in the food world, like oysters and figs are like two things that they are, you know, they're like in so many recipes. They're and like, they're, like high, Yeah. And then he's just slurping them down just mm to be seen can i so also gross. just say if i were ever at a bar and like i met a guy and he was like oh my name is so-and-so and i'm like oh nice to meet you i'm gonna go back with my friends and i like saw him from across the room and he made eyes at me and like locked into my gaze and then ate an oyster in that way i would i would light myself on fire and exit the building <laughs> i like could not imagine oh. anything grosser like it was well, so it creeped me out to such a crazy lo- i was just like yeah. i can't watch this episode anymore that's and then a woman comes out of the stall now yeah, yeah. Oh, the woman comes out wait, of the stall. Oh, that's Mr. Pussy. He's great. And yeah. She's like, ugh, ugh. She's like, once I passed out, you know, and you're like, and they're like, great. Like now I, like if, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was a real overshare. Yeah. yeah. Well, Not to sound just, like a Charlotte, but. No, I mean, I, that's when I was watching it. I was like, I've, I've had, you know, on, on scales of one to 10, good experiences with sex and bad ones, but I don't, I I can't imagine. I don't know. Is there someone who's so good at going down on on someone that like everyone talks about it? Yes. Never have I ever heard about that. It's Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. (laughs) The Secretary of Transportation, everyone. Yeah. That's why we got him in there. There's like a going down MTA joke in there somewhere. I don't know how to make it, but like, like, hey, stand clear of my closing lips, everyone. I'm going to fix the transportation. Come on. Words that he has literally never said. Um, (laughs) I have never heard of that happening. And if it was, it was like a a singular experience that a friend of mine had. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like we shared in that experience with the same person. Like, oh, I got to try that. Like with that same person. That's and a there's very a lot of weird sharing thing. among the friends in this series where they're like, they find out that they've dated the same person and they're like mm-hmm. totally chill with it. And the cat does not come up earlier. And, and that's, I've, I've never had that experience. Mm-hmm. There's a weird thing in sex in the city that 
happens, especially in the early seasons where they paint this picture of New York where it's like there's 400 people that all go to the same parties every night. They see each other and they're like, is so-and-so going to be at this restaurant opening? Is so-and-so going to be at this model party? And like, I know that happens in New York, but they live in such a small exclusive world Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. they're everywhere. And like 17 women have all dated Mr. Pussy. And Mm -hmm. like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a kind of unrealistic world. I mean, we, Candace Bushnell did say that like New York was such a smaller place then. Like mm-hmm. in that time when she was writing the column. So I guess yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, it is weird. There's a I lot like of that. sharing going on. Yeah. I did have an experience though, like last year where I, I matched with somebody on a dating app and saw that we had a friend in common on Instagram or something who I was pretty close to. And so I asked her and she's like, oh my God. She's like, I've never met him. I think I like know him through work things. But based on the number of friends that I have that have texted me asking about him, I can tell you he's an absolute hoe. And I was like, okay. Oh <laughs> and just God. like having that, in, and I and I went out with them, of course. Um, but <laughs> I was like, oh, you are an absolute, like that guy. Yeah. Like classic wow. two bridges, like fuckboy, like person. Where you're like, yes, you have matched with every person I know that is also single. Yeah. And like, and then I found out that I asked a friend, and she's like, oh yeah, we made it. A, we made out at a party a few years ago, but we never slept together. I was like, okay, that's fine. Wow. What's uh, what's the experience doing apps when you're kind of like a known personality? Do people know know you or or, or d- like um, how's that go? It depends. I feel like my demo is mo- not to like gender it, and, and I don't think this is the case 100. percent But I think it's largely women, mm-hmm. and a lot of men know about me because their wives or girlfriends or partners, mm. uh, boyfriends, etc., are into cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but like generally it's also like you can always see someone's Instagram. So like a high number of followers, like people like associate with being like, Oh, like, are you a thing? Uh, Even if they don't know who you are. But Mm. if, if you were in perhaps in the news a lot for something, like then they know who you are and like, Mm -hmm. that's weird. Um, Mm. But I, I met my boyfriend (laughs) on a dating app and he definitely like knew who I was, but it wasn't like a fan. Yeah. 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 Did you, did did y'all end up having people in common like we were talking about? Like, did you... we had one friend in common, but not it was a it was not a romantic partner in common. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to talk about that montage where Carrie is uh, like the carnival music first shows up, and there's the like the, all the characterizations of like deal break guys. I think there was the one who like got like really mad while they're waiting in line for a movie. There's the one who like stole a book from the strand even though he was like loaded what was the does, does anyone remember the third characterization there's the guy that wait did you mention the guy that yelled at the other guy in yeah. The yeah. Theater? yeah 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 oh there was there. the guy at the in the restaurant who was a documentary filmmaker oh yeah that's what he it was, was like and making was... the documentary about the seagulls and he's yeah. like i don't want to do that he's oh like, yeah he's like i want to be hollywood yeah, yeah. action movies have you yeah. i would love to hear if anyone has had an experience with someone where there was i mean i think they're just those are just red flags like where there was like a red flag that was like kind of unique like that where it was an automatic deal breaker personally I, the 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 first two like i i would be pretty turned off by someone who is like making documentaries just to just to you know for a subject they didn't care about that would be a deal breaker mm-hmm. The person who blew up and yelled at the person in line in the movie, that's Dewberger. I think with the stealing from the strand, I'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? But I don't know if that would have been a deal breaker for me. I'm, I'm curious <coughs> what you all think. Um, yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't it, have broken up with Winona Ryder after her <laughs> shoplifting yeah. trouble. Um, I, mean, I but, would tell but, if it if it the fact that it was a the fact that it was a local small business bookstore is more of a problem mm. to me than the, the fact that they stole. I'd be like, come on, we got to support local bookstores. Yeah, like it's not like he's lifting from a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, right, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and and now Strand is having all that trouble, all because of that guy. So it's like, look what he's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. I think I, it would. I think in the moment, I would overlook it and think of it as like funny and like bad boy behavior, and and maybe be yeah. like quasi charmed by it. But it wouldn't work out, obviously, because that's indicative of a bigger personality totally. problem. And yeah, looking yeah. back when we were breaking up, I'd be like, I should have known in that moment and I should have never proceeded. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was like going to, I was on a second location with the girl. This is like seven years ago. There's like early What's a second location. Well, we're at a first date. We're like it's, on a date and we went to a second place. 
So first like, date, second location. Yeah, first yeah. date, second. Location. It's a very yeah. clunky. It's a very clunky way of saying second base. Yeah, I made it to a. I made it to a second location. Yeah, you guys are all being very proper in my yeah. presence. I was putting well, on my Sylvester like shirt. Back. We yeah. probably are a little bit because we did. We used to have guests a lot, and then we did like just a year on our own, and the podcast just became us being like, <laughs> it was like just became too. Yeah, that's weird. probably you just me. To, but you do have to learn to like talk to people again a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, I hear but, you. I mean, twenty twenty um, really did a number on us all. It really did. No, <laughs> but no, the, the girl. Couldn't. We were having like a decent vibe, and then she was like, "Can I be honest with you?" I was like, "Yeah," and she did not look it, but she was—I was probably 27, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, "She was like, I'm, uh, I'm 18. and I was like, "Nope, next, bye." What? And she, how she did, was a, How did that fly under your radar? Because she had an older, she had like twenty-five on her Tinder, and they don't oh, check IDs okay. in New York, and oh, she wow. was like, "I was like, oh, you're an FIT, like what?" And you know when you put someone's like origin story together when they're talking about it was like mm. oh what'd you do before school and she's like oh i'm straight in from school and then when she said that i kind of like turned off and had to had to leave and she she got pretty salty with me but i was what? like that's kind of like a pretty good dishonest. for you because i know i know a lot of guys that are older than 27 that would be like she's 18 and she doesn't look it question mark oh. yeah man. it was it was one of those things that is like it was, there was probably, I can't remember now, but there was enough on the date that it was like, there are not a few other weird things. She just, I think, acted very young. And then I was also like, that's just like a really weird, I don't know, that's like a creepy lie. To me, that creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. It's also, also just kinda, too young. Too yeah, young. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. If it was, if, if the lie was like uh, 20, I'm two years older or two years younger, but eight, 18. Totally. If she was like 24 or, or she's yeah. like 27. Oh, you, but like that, that would yeah. be a little bit more acceptable. But that, that was my, that was my freak show. Mine was, uh, oh, okay. I, I went on a date with a girl that it went to a second location, but at the first location and, uh, we were talking and she told me that she watched one horror movie every day. And I was like, <laughs> really, really? And, uh, but I, she was really late for the date. She was like 25 minutes late and I still like hung around. I was going to a friend's show and then she was like, I really want to, I feel terrible for being so late. She was like, Let, let's go to another bar. I'll buy you a drink. It'll be near the, the show you're going to. But in hindsight, I was like, oh man, one horror movie every day probably should have just like left. But we had some yeah. really good horror movie talk. But I feel like in general, if you ended up with someone where they were just like, all right, we're watching Freddy Krueger three today. You'd be like, oh God. Why we that would be together. that's again indicative of a deeper larger problem maybe perhaps i yeah, probably right. so yeah totally so well John, she's, what's yours? She's you know I've, i asked the question she's my wife she's, she's my wife yeah she's my wife now so <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah we have we have a beautiful we have a beautiful son named chucky and um <laughs> and we have another son named jason and a daughter named annabelle so there you go you know it's a beautiful family and, Annabelle, Annabelle is just a China doll with uh, no eyes that we uh, sing to every morning. Anyway, John, what's yours? Yeah, I, che- I mean, I cheated. I don't, I don't really have a great one. You know, you all know my dating history. I didn't date a ton before I got married, so um, I don't, I don't really have anything that was like a, a blatant red flag when I was dating. You're the red flag. You're the person that just falls yeah. and doesn't date for eight years and then goes on one date. Yeah, and is well, in a perfect relationship. That's another through line of the show is that they're like, are all men over 30 that are single freaks? And then they're like, wait, are we freaks? We're single and we're over 30. And Miranda's like, no, we're just selective. Mm -hmm. And I, and I felt that. Yeah. She says something really great. I'm going to butcher the line, but I talked about it with my wife because it was a really great line. I think it's like, don't let worry break away your, in like your sanity. And like I thought that was like a really great, just a like philosophical line for a, a takeaway from Sex and the City because it's what happens with her. She she's in a seemingly good relationship. She's so anxious about this idea of freaks being out there, and she lets it gnaw at her brain and ends up you know acting in a despicable way herself. I would say that oh also like judging on their chemistry, Carrie and the and the Tweety Bird boy, mm-hmm. that like I felt like they deserved another shot, and I felt like they should have written that in. Hmm. Oh, I would have really another. liked to see him come back and I would have really loved to see them like him be a bigger central character boyfriend. Like mm. I felt like he had the, di- he went, could have gone the distance. He was you very really like this guy. This is, I really liked him. See, you're, he, you're he, was my, he was like my type. You're indicative really. of like, of a lot of, a lot of our listeners have talked about Tweety Bird. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a lot of fans out there. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, justice you, for, Tweet, for Tweety Bird. 
Do you think Miranda? <laughs> ha- do you think Miranda brought up a good point with him though? That you can. Well, first of all, I don't think that 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 guy was that unusual that he w- hadn't left New York in ten years. But do you no. think that that? She said, you know, you can judge a lot of someone by their friends that they're surrounded by. And like, that's why she kind of like told Carrie to write Tweety Bird off. Do you think that's accurate? Or do you think you shouldn't let friends be a barometer in your judgment of someone else? I think yes and no. I think that like also there's something to be said for being like, hey, we're going to go meet up with my friend for drinks. He's kind of annoying. Like Mm -hmm. just FYI out the gate. We've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we see each other every now and then. We we used to work together or whatever. Like we have one this connection. I'm aware that this person kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. They're still my friend. We all have those people in our lives. Like, you know, he did it. Like giving the rundown and like knowing what to expect is super mm-hmm. important. And mm-hmm. like one thing I really love about the person I'm dating now is that he gives me like a full debrief on every single person he introduces me to. And Slides he's over a dossier. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's so spot on. And like. But also that plays really well to like my desire to have as much information as possible about everything in my life or like I want to know exactly what I'm getting into. So he really he really like nails that with me. Um, But if you're like, oh, we're going to go meet up with my friend so and so they're amazing. And then you meet them and you're like, what? Yeah. Like that to me is a red flag because it just yeah, like shows you're, that you're, sub, that you're not aware. Tastes are not aligned. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're no, like, that's, that's yeah, he point. can be a lot or like, well, you know, da da da. And, you know, I think that. I have plenty of friends that I don't, the one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, as I've dated and and my friends have dated and some of them have moved on to get married to those people, you're not friends with their partner, you're friends with your friend. And Mm -hmm. more so is is your friends are not dating your partner, you're dating your partner. Mm -hmm. And so like, while we're all so desperate for our friends to like our partner and for our partners to like our friends and da da da, it's like, you're the one in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And like, as long as it's not, absolutely devastating or just like catastrophic i feel like it's fine if you're like not my favorite or like when they're like oh you met so-and-so's new girlfriend how are they and you're like "Eh, not my favorite but like they seem really happy she's really kind to him and and Mm -hmm. what can i you know do i want to like go to the mall and gab with the lady not really but like you also don't have to yeah exactly Exactly. no no, i think that's really great yeah i think that's true and i think like um especially as we get older Yeah. 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 Well, because your life, your life goes, you know, hopefully friendships last forever and family does. But at the end of the day, like a relationship is you and that other person and people make it work in so many different other ways. And I think especially when you're in your, I read a thing that's like relationships that start from like, I don't know, younger marriages from like 20 to 23 last for a long time. And then like 30 something to it. But there's like this certain amount of time where they don't, the relationships don't usually work out. And they said, it's when you're like, um, I don't know, putting your life together. You're not like totally settled. And I feel like those times, um, are interesting because those are when your friends are like most important to you or you're establishing your career and your life. And then you get to the age that I'm at now, like 35, and you're sort of settled down again and you realize like, oh yeah, you, I do spend less time with friends, not just the past year, but it's like you've weeded out mm-hmm. having a hundred mm-hmm. friends down mm-hmm. to like less so. And there's a few important people in your life that can like mm-hmm. talk into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then at a certain point, maybe you'll have kids and maybe it'll, it'll just be like you and that other partner, mm-hmm. you'll, yeah. you'll, you know? So I do feel like that has to be like the North star of like yeah. how's your I also feel like that, that yeah with friends too like I feel like my strongest friendships are people that I met early in my life mm-hmm. and then people I met in the last five years yeah huh. and yeah. like most people I met from like 25 to 30 like I never speak to again like I mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's there's a fuzziness within that time frame yeah. um when you're like figuring yourself out your your sense of self is very easily swayed or watered mm-hmm. down or whatever like you you can kind of be convinced to be a different person yeah. Because you're mm. still figuring it out. You're trying on different personalities. Yep. Whereas like when you're very young, you're kind of too young to know better. And when you're a little bit older, you're like, no, nah, actually that's not for me. And like, yeah, I yeah. either tried it and I hated it. And, you know, I feel fortunate that most of my close friends that have now partners and they're married, I, I can spend just as much time with their person as I can then. Like okay. my original yeah. friend, that's the cool. original friend and the new friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's what John, I mean, that's, it's very nice when your friend's, partners are 
like your friends, like John, Katie's, John's wife, Katie is like, I'm just as close with her as mm-hmm. I am you, you know, we spend more time together because of the podcast, but it's like, mm-hmm. um, that's always the dream. That's what mm-hmm. you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like you guys like Katie a lot more than you like me, which is totally it's fine. True. It is true. <laughs> I don't, I don't she seems great. Me. She's, she's great. We can't wait to Hi, introduce Katie. Allison to her. Yeah, Allison, <laughs> Allison and her are going to be super tight, and Allison hates you, John. So get ready. yeah, we're actually. Uh, Kate's going to take your place. Katie's going to take your place, and I'm going to stay, and you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the podcast is now uh, two guys and two women. Yeah. Right. yeah sorry. You know what sucks is is Carrie now has Carrie's messed it up with two freaking prime candidates. The new Yankee season mm. two. We got the new Yankee. Yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten, and Tweety Bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tweety Bird. She- yeah, okay, this is also another weird instance of. Uh, I would really like to ask you about this, Allison, because we talked about it ourselves. This is the second instance we've seen in the show of uh, one of the women snooping hardcore in an apartment. Miranda did it mm-hmm. in season one when she found the spanking guys videotape, and like our stance on the snooping thing was like beyond beyond just like going to the bathroom at someone's house during a dinner party and like opening the medicine cabinet, like beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond just like, you know, whatever, or like opening someone's fridge. But like going through boxes and stuff just seems like such a terrible move. Insanity. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't even go through people's medicine cabinets because I'm Mm -hmm. convinced that everybody has like a a nest cam or something. And like, (laughs) I live in fear of like being caught. Not that like we're not all curious, but like one thing I will say about all of my neuroses in which there are a bajillion and like Mm -hmm. plenty of red flags that I personally have. Mm -hmm. I have never in my life like snooped or looked at a text message or an email or read a notebook. Not one time. It's I don't want to know. Right. First of all. And like I assume that if there's anything I should know, they'll tell me. But I'm also Mm -hmm. like very big on verbal communication and I'll just like ask things straight up. So if I were Carrie in that situation, like I feel like. You know, you lay in bed, you wait for him to get back, and you have to be like, listen, I know this sounds insane, but because this is a non-date, I just have to tell you that I'm already freaked out that I'm going to discover something ridiculous about you, and I'd rather just know now. So tell me mm-hmm. what your freak show is. Like, like let me let me see that freak flag fly. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's get it out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, but but interestingly enough, my I have an ex-boyfriend who had this happen to him after him and I broke up. He dated a woman very brief date calling it dating is maybe an exaggeration, maybe a little generous, but he was sleeping with this woman and he woke up like in the middle of the night, one night after they had slept together for like the second time. And he woke up and she was like in the corner of his room reading his notebooks. What? Yeah. And he was like, I like didn't know what he either discovered her doing it or she told somebody that she did it and it got back to him. Oh my but, like, yeah. either way, the woman, like, woke up in the middle of the night and, like, read his notebooks and, like, freak, like it was, like, a whole situation. See, I'm, and then... I, I'm with you in that it's, like, I wouldn't do that because I don't even want to know what's in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't No, it's want... not for me to know. Yeah, and it doesn't even interest me. Whenever, like, yeah, that, that um, yeah, not Well, there's not literally nothing that could be in there that could be beneficial. There's, there's yeah, nothing, totally. there's no possible scenario in which this is a positive outcome. And mm-hmm. so it's like, why the hell, why the hell would you walk down that road? Well, we also no project, right? Like, I think that the reason that like people often that are cheating are the ones who are accusing their partners of cheating mm-hmm. and whatever, or it's like they accuse the person of something that they themselves are guilty of. So I think only a person with things to hide is the type of person that's going to like go looking through emails or looking through text messages. Cause they're assuming that you're also hiding something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, we, we got some great um, Instagram responses to this episode, and I'd love to talk through um, some of these. Um, the, the, the first question we had is a quote that I think, um, I don't know who said it, but, it, but it was, if a man is over 30 and single, there's something wrong with him. It's Darwinian. Uh, okay, what about us? We're just choosy. Um, and uh, yeah. we have some thoughts on, he- on here. Um, that was Miranda who said that. Yeah. Someone said this is a classic Sex and the City double standard. Miranda was being a hypocrite. Mm. Um, Somebody said, I think 40 is the new 30. 30 is still young in today's standards, really. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's true. I think that's very true. I think age is so different in our society now, especially with, I mean, I even feel like people that are in their 60s seem younger now, possibly because of uh, like the internet or something. Because of flip like flops. 
Yeah, it's because of flip flops. Because of, of Tommy rain. Bahama. Because of, of Tommy flip flops. Totally. Um, I'm doing I'm this talk. to justify the 65 year old woman I'm dating. I'm like, she's really <laughs> young seeming, guys. She's super young seeming. <laughs> she's right. the so 18 she was, year old of 65 year old. She said yeah. she was 51. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, uh, uh, yeah. She, she, that came out on our second location. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think that the, the the double standard is only there for the writing like i don't mm-hmm. think this is there's sometimes where they're like getting a message across that is rings hollow mm-hmm. i feel like this is just just set up for them to say that so that miranda can realize like oh yeah they're the same thing like i could definitely tell at this point they're saying that about guys but it's like ages like that for i don't know i, I the episode ended with like we're all freaks and i feel like yeah. that that was definitely on display, like in that chat and chew. That's like, yeah, these women mm-hmm. are having the same problems that guys are. Yeah. You know, but I, as like a recently single person, I also had that thought where I was like, I'm 35 and single, but like if I meet a man and he's 35 and single, like what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. And then like, and then like my friend would be like, well, what's wrong with me? And, yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, I think you can just be like, oh, like I've had a string of relationships and like it's nice when a person can explain it and just be like, yeah, I've been in if if you're 35 or 36 and you've never had a serious relationship of which I know a few men that are friends of mine, mm. I'm like, what's going on? And mm. if I'm a single woman and I'm going on a date with you and I find out you've never been in a serious relationship for more than three months, mm-hmm. then there's a huge issue. Yeah. Okay. But same thing with a woman. If I if, if I'm a man and I'm going out with a woman and she's like, yeah, I've, I've had a few boyfriends. None of them lasted more than three months. And I'm like, totally. 35, 36, like what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and yeah, since she, like 90, a... 94% of the people agreed, um, and mm-hmm. it's only 6% disagreed. So that was, yeah. that's, that's interesting. How do you feel about that? Page. I have an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> I love the way I patted myself on the back. I have a very interesting <laughs> no. question. Oh, oh let's hear it, Corey. Yeah, well, I got something that's really going to really turn all your clocks. Um, <laughs> no, but like buckle for, up. Here, listen, catch. everyone. I'm about to take you all to a second location. Um, <laughs> no, but the the thing of like is if someone's single in their 30s, um, are they freaks? But like in New York specifically, a lot of people in their 30s are not married, and mm-hmm. 30s and 40s are not married. And I mean, none of the women on the show, uh, I don't think any of them have ever been married at this point. And um, Mm -hmm. none of, well, John's married, but out of the four of us here, only John is married. Do you think that's something that is specific to big cities like New York? Like, is that a weird thing to not be married in your 30s? I would say no, because I think, I think it's different here. I think all four of us probably moved here for something that, you know, I don't know. I don't know where you're from, Allison, but like I think where all of us came from, people got married earlier. You come mm-hmm. to a city. I'm like from this LA, and... so. Oh wow! So yeah, totally different I feel like deal. I grew up with the expectation that like I I'm not old for not being married. Like, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of friends that are like from Texas mm-hmm. or from you know the Midwest somewhere, and like mm-hmm. every person that they grew up with, their family. If you're not married by 31, it's like mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? And I've never felt that. I've never felt that pressure before. Mm, But I think it, so I think it is like a bigger city thing, but I also just think it's like more contemporary now. Like thing, people are just, they're getting married later. They're having kids later. Like everything's kind of being pushed. Yeah. And you know, I've read several, several, a think piece about this. Like, is it because of economic strain and like, Mm -hmm. you know, people getting into their careers later in life? Is it, you know, birth control? Is it like, I don't know, standards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because there's like a lot of the positives of it and then there's it's like the same piece think pieces can come out and they're both correct that like on one hand mm-hmm. it's like people are able to like wait longer to do this and look how it helps economically and then there's another side that it's like you know there's a lot of specific examples where once you get to a point where it has been pushed that you then have to like kind of jump in and do it if you want to get married and have a family mm-hmm. like i feel like there's lots of people in this generation that i don't know are in perpetual perpetual like adolescence like that's also a problem but it's it's just i don't know people can do different more different things with your life than you used to be able to do yeah there's like i think i think more so with the men that i'm friends with that are single there's this element of like they can choose for forever yeah, and mm-hmm. that like they're afraid to commit to one thing because they're convinced that there's something better around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like they associate companionship or like settling down with the woman with like the loss of their freedom and like all mm-hmm. the cool shit they're about to do. And I'm like, well, you're not doing any of the cool yeah. shit now. So <laughs> that's funny. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I, I think just biologically, there's a lot more there's a lot more pressure for for women to settle down, and and if they want to start a family, there's 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 a time yeah. element that's present for women. Uh, you yeah, know, absolutely. Because as soon as you hit 35, apparently you're having a geriatric pregnancy. That's Forget right. It. I just Forget froze my one. eggs because I was like, oh, nice. better wrap this up just in case awesome. because wow. yeah, I mean, you never know. But that was like a, almost like as much of a biological need as it was like an intellectual decision. Yeah. Mm. Where like I felt like I needed to like take action. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's great. I'm so happy that the technology exists for people to be able to yeah, do that too. Cool. It's like, yeah. it's so, so exciting to be alive right now. Yeah. Um, I know. I told my dad I was doing it and he's like, I think that's great. He's like, I don't care what people say. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dad, what do you mean? Who are people? Who's saying dad, who? anything? Like, All the I'm like, naysayers. this is perceived like a pretty cool thing that's, for what yeah, I do now. That's so I'm funny. Like, He's like, oh, we got, you know, we have the neighbors over here. They got lots of things yeah. to say. About. He's like, That's don't listen you... to those other people. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> My mom the the other day said she was like, she's like, I just can't believe how quickly you guys are growing up. You're 35. Oh, man, all three of you were in school by then, which was just so nice. And like, she just like said something without noticing it, and I was just like what the hell am I doing with my life? Like she was just off cooking, <laughs> moved yeah. on. I was just like, she's like, I had seven kids by then. And you were like, things. right. Yeah. 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 I was like, all right, well, um, what, a uh, let's get into it. Let's get into closets, which, which is the, how much room do you need in a closet to have, <laughs> um, to have a, a bondage set? Cause I've, well, <laughs> I've got a small than this, even more have than that. this one man has. I also want yeah. to say that the amount of time he is gone, from the from the yeah. time he says like I'm going to the bathroom or whatever, and to the moment that he like she opens the closet, that is not enough time for a man to right. single handedly get himself into that bondage gear. Yeah, yeah, totally. In New York, it's probably more like a bondage wardrobe because not everyone has closets. So you know he had to. It get was like a little... walk-in closet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, it that was funny because <laughs> if I were to get into any like high-level kink like that, I do think there needs to be like a suspension of imagine of of reality and imagination and like the last thing i want is just to be like thinking about like space you know i want to yeah. get like lost mm. in in it not just like oh hold on wait squeeze over here now spank me that's okay? not hot like, yeah it's that's like, not hot yeah and, and then, i also I, yeah no i also have a friend that's like in in the community they call it and nice. there there's no chance that a person's just going to spring that on a person without un, without knowing and having a mutual understanding mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. fact check, fact check that plot line. That guy's a, that guy was probably more just an enthusiast of construction, and that's like he's not in the community. He's just like a Bob Vila of BDSM. No, and, and anyone in like, the community would take one look at that and be like, "This guy is an absolute hack." Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> guy really needs Bob to work Vila. on his stuff. Come on. Yeah. Um, should we run through? Let's run through these bad dates real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. right. Well, we got yeah, a. Yeah. We we asked uh, our Instagram followers what their weirdest date experience slash story was. Uh, we'll just we'll read off a couple. Someone said I've 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 dated three musicians who made me listen to their music on the first date. Yeah, that's that's, that's like tough. making first someone date. come to your improv show or something like that. That's terrible. That is <laughs> that um, is real cringe. Oh, a guy a date once asked if he would call me if he would call me his ex's name instead of my name. Oh what? my god! And wait, he asked. That's what it says. A guy. I, a like date during sex? Asked. It doesn't specify when. <laughs> I, it's I'm going to guess that it was during the doing it. I was hoping that it was just like, maybe it was just like at dinner in front of the waiter. He's like, that's my kink. Call, Whoa, call this one's great. This one's, this is so sex in the city. What this guy got back with his ex on the phone while I was still naked in his bed. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, there's that, a, a good, yes. Yeah, exactly. The skipper one. Oof, yeah. that's so brutal. Um, push. We Wait, have this one. This is a what? listen to this one. Started crying about his ex and asked me to rate how he did on the date one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh my god, men are so sad sometimes. It's so terrible. <laughs> really are. What's some of the like, weirdest? I don't know. A woman would ever do that. No. <laughs> oh man. Oh what are have we? What are some of your? Do you have any weird dates? Uh, any any weirdest date ones that would be on par with any of these, Allison? to spring it on you um i definitely have some weird ones that like i i told a story the other day actually on a new episode of home movies but it was like memorable to the point of like where i've i use it as like a 
a hallmark of a bad date situation. It was the morning after we didn't sleep together, but he had like, we were texting cause we had gone out the night before after our first date. And he, I'm like, Oh, I'm really hungover. And he, he sends me a bagel like from, you know, hmm. like DoorDash, which is like kind of a baller move. It's like, yeah, green flag. but then the, then the order was like sun dried tomato goat cheese was the order. Like, as the default, I don't know this person's bagel order. I'm going sun-dried tomato goat cheese, which like fine. But then we went out one more time and sort of like pr- like invited himself over, and I was like, this is this like sun-dried tomato goat cheese vibe, and like then this guy, and then the next day um, left like very early in the morning, saying he had a doctor's appointment, and then I never heard from him again. Like the what? the like psycho the like sociopath like move of like going above and beyond to like send right. the bagel get the weird bagel order and then yeah. completely ghost you yeah like was not my favorite and then there was a guy that I went out with once this was years ago we were on at a restaurant and he hands me the wine menu and he's like you can order whatever wine you like it's <laughs> like. Okay, thanks. Okay, thank And he's you. like, just don't make it pink because men don't drink pink wine. What? I think <laughs> and the, I thought that was insane. The and I, I literally was like, oh, I don't think I can stay here anymore. The, and he the, thought I was yeah. joking. And That's I was like, crazy. no, I was like, what you just said is so insanely like sexist and rude and uh, just untrue. That's insane. The confidence yeah. of both of those people to pull such like a hard food move on someone who is like worked in the food industry as a cookbook author is very stupid. It's very um, dumb yeah. to do that. Well, I have a I have a question though because I have my answer. What is the bagel? I do think it's a baller move. Uh, what is the bagel that you send? You send like a toasted sesame cream cheese. Mm. Maybe sesame. scallion cream cheese. Maybe I was, nice. Okay. I, I would go. Uh, my normal order is toasted everything scallion cream cheese. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's an accept. That's a great blanket. Like I don't know this person's taste mm. at all. I don't know uh. what they eat. Here is a. See, I think I do. Safe. I think I do too. I think I send them a bacon, egg, really? and cheese, and everything bagel, and Oof, then like, so and then good. like, like you said, poppy seed bagel with uh, cream cheese yeah, or something like that. That's and cool just, like, too. Give them that's an cool option. too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and a shoot, fresh squeezed my... orange juice if they have it. Oh, fresh squeezed orange juice would be baller. Oh, shoot, mine would just be like straight up toasted blueberry sun dried tomato. That's what I would go with. <laughs> Did I tell Not you about the bagel order in front of me? Did I tell you about the bagel <laughs> no, order that happened? No. Oh, Bagels. Wait, oh no, what was the bagel order in front Last of me. Sunday, I was getting bagels for Katie and I, and this woman came in behind me, and she's like, can I have a, a sandwich on a bagel? And she's like, roast beef. I was tracking. Roasted red peppers. Okay. Mayonnaise. Good. She ordered fresh mozzarella cheese right there on a cinnamon or a cinnamon raisin bagel. Cinnamon <laughs> raisin bagel for... for uh, she should go date this guy. I yeah, just exactly. like... the the knows the, where he is, but... The, the, the deli guy was like, what kind of bagel do you want? I, I got the, the roast beef, the fresh mozzarella, the mayonnaise, but cinnamon raisin bagel? I don't know. I couldn't get behind that. And then well, someone said that's like similar to Cynthia Nixon's bagel order. Are you guys, do you what? guys know her? I'm not sure. She's like oh, trying no. to claim over. Oh, do you yeah. Know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know no. what you're talking about. Yeah. Is this when she was like running for governor and people were like, she has her bagel weird. Yeah. I need yeah. to find out what it is. I looked it up. It was- we tried Nixon's. Cinnamon, ra- cinnamon raisin and locks. That's hers. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was going to try to find some sort of way in that I was like, hmm, can we talk about how she, this could work, Allison? It's like, no, nah, call- I can't. She so. calls it a full load. And it's just a locks. It's like I mean, it's like your not really locks spectacular bagel, but on a cinnamon cinnamon raisin. Not really hey. bringing it home with the name either. Yeah, I was gonna really. say like all Here's for a thing. full load. But I'm not sure. Open up for a full load, everyone. <laughs> Come on. Um, That's a red flag right there. Hello. Yeah, it is. That yeah. is a red flag. I uh, I have to be honest. I uh, for the second time watching the Freak Show, I I really enjoyed it way more than the first time. I feel I like did too. I, did I don't too. think I've been dating freaks the past the past three years since I watched the last, but I feel like it was way more relatable this time. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I like a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like about like, see like the freak in me honors the freak in you. And yeah. as soon as, yeah, exactly. like you can find the freak that you <laughs> freak with. Yeah. Then, like yeah. then it's all good. But like, there's no pretending like that doesn't exist in somebody else or in yourself. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think totally. understanding that everyone has their thing 
is like a very important they they address this later in the series with their secret secret super secret single behavior but like everyone has a thing where if you put a microscope to it would be unacceptable or mm-hmm. quote freakish and learning to accept that in yourself and others is is the only way forward and sometimes you don't know what the, what it is right yeah. like i'm sure if somewhere in the world like there's there's a person who would say that I behaved in a way that like just like appalled them or was right. like freakish to them. And I mm-hmm. probably am just being myself. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm gauging because mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I mean? So those people are bringing know, full load bagels to the, to the picnic. So yeah, you know. I mean, that's like a whole separate breed of person. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> well, Allison, um, we thank you so much for coming on the pod. Really appreciate yeah. it. Oh, yeah, thank you really... for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. If, um, yeah, I, uh, we're excited for the for the new series to come out. We're excited to watch. Um, hopefully, we'd love to see you do like a follow up video if there's ever another Sex and City character uh, to do a to do a cooking video about. We're gonna be the first to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I will no. let you know. I will okay. let you know. I don't want to like beat a dead horse or anything, but I, I it is like, you know, I'm I'm on that journey. I'm watching the series, so like it's gonna come out. Yeah. I'm gonna talk <laughs> about it. You know, right. it just comes out of you. I I encourage you to do that. I think I'm just going to be waiting, like thinking about like, oh, what else? What else are the food connections? So so I I support Actually, here's one one last thing. This Mm -hmm. episode, it opens with like phenomenal food content. Like they're at this this party and there's like this one scene of them at this like, you know, trendy restaurant. And it's like they show the kitchen and they're like cooking. And it's like feeling very real and very energetic and very New York. And then they go to the table and the girls are sitting there. And Miranda says something like, I want more shrimp cocktail. And I've tried to like isolate that scene and like record it because it's me. I'm like literally Miranda <laughs> in that moment where like they're all talking about like the men at the party or like doing something else. And Miranda's like, I just want a shrimp cocktail. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> That's awesome. Miranda. In that moment, I am you and you are me. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, um, everybody go follow Allison Roman mm-hmm. on Instagram. Watch her uh, home movies with Allison Roman. And you have a newsletter too, right? You have a weekly newsletter that people can yeah, subscribe it's to. A newsletter. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, that's on Substack. But um, yeah, all that information's on my Instagram page. Um, I won't point you to my website just yet because it's sort of under construction. But you can Google me or just cool. look me up on YouTube or any platform of your choosing. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Everybody else, cool. go give us a nice little review and sign up for our Patreon. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Later, everyone. Thanks, Allison. Later, Taylor. Bye. Thank you. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>